0: with PTSD and a team that's mental?
1: You're insane, right?
0: Hello and welcome back to Scream 101, the Patreon, but also, no. What are we doing? My finals month. Yes. Hello and welcome back to Scream 101. I'm Brennan. And I'm Sergio. And this is still, we're fist deep in Sergio's finals month.
1: (laughs) Okay, we need to rephrase that. Um, I'm uncomfortable with the imagery. Okay. I'm a little aggressive.
0: We're elbow deep in Sergio's finals month.
1: I don't know if that's any better because we just went
0: further. Deep. Oh, okay. Sorry. I got it. I got it. We're shoulder deep in Sergio's finals month. Why are we um,
1: doing this to my finals month?
0: <laughs> this is the last week of Sergio's finals month. Um, so we're doing our, our last contemporary review of The Predator, uh, directed by Shane Black and written and you know by Fred Decker and Shane Black. Written um, for
1: screen by Fred Decker.
0: Yes. And Shane Black.
1: And Shane Black.
0: They're friends. They're, um, I mean, I know they've worked together a lot. I mean, they work together on the Monster Squad and things like that. Um, it's true. It's the Monster Squad. We watched it at the New Beverly with Matt. Hi, Matt. Oh, hey!
1: I remember that. That was a great day. I had a hot dog.
0: Yes. That's really the takeaway. But the hot dog was great. So the hot dog was so fair. cheap.
1: Show me a theater where you can get a hot dog for cheap. Nowhere but the New Beverly. Yeah.
0: Well, if they ever reopen because they're under construction again. But anyway um we're gonna be talking about the predator and i was just gonna say it's so great that they work together because their team name is black and decker which is just like such a perfect pun do you know what this I, pun is i don't know if it's a pun isn't it just like a like a reference to the to my toaster yeah black and decker is a brand but their their last names are shame shame black and fred decker i don't know if that's a pun though it's a joke it's it's a pun i don't think it's a pun. Whatever. Um, So our Patreon subscribers can listen to this episode right now. But for those listening to it on the main feed, we are recording this um, after we actually watched it contemporaneously in theaters. So we're going to be a little behind the times. If anything really shocking and terrible has happened since then, it has not happened to us. So just um, listen to this and remember a happier time. Okay. I will do that. Please do. Okay. So The Predator. I should probably pull up the plot of the predator shouldn't i
1: um let's see the predator it started an alien looking thing it starred whoopi goldberg essentially a joke if the the movie movie, if the movie is to be believed whoopi goldberg is all up in this
0: Uh uh-huh what what would you call this alien creature
1: an alien whoopi goldberg
0: okay or the predator
1: i mean fine if you know words are important
0: Okay, from the outer reaches of space to the small-town streets of suburbia, the hunt comes home. The universe's most lethal hunters are stronger, smarter, and deadlier than ever before. My mom's a predator! On the Disney Channel. Anyway. Um, having genetically upgraded themselves with DNA from other species. Bom, 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 we never find out which species. When a boy, played by Jacob Tremblay, accidentally triggers their return to Earth, only a ragtag crew of ex-soldiers, led by his daddy, Boyd Holbrook. And an, evo- <laughs> <laughs> and an evolutionary biologist, played by Olivia Munn, can prevent the end of the human race. Um, so that's the basic plot. It's You know, it's a predator. Mm-hmm. Um and also we're supposed to be very excited that the predator's coming to like human territory. We're in the suburbs, but literally there are more Predator movies like in residential areas than there are in the jungle at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause Predator there's like, I think this is the sixth one total, including AVP. Um, but Predator two takes place in Los Angeles in the city. Um, Predator Aliens versus Predator Requiem takes place in the suburbs. Also, there's a fight staged in front of a Papa John's really prominently located. And now there's this one. It's like, you don't expect me to be like super shocked that we're on our home turf because that's all we've been doing for a very long time. Okay. Anyway, so we rate all our movies on scariness, campiness, effects, and quality. Do you have a scariness rating for The Predator? Two. Or as you know, in Spanish, El Predator. Two, really? Did you? Were you scared by any of this? No. So why a two? Is there one anything that like bumped it up? A for effort. They they tried their best. Yeah. Well, do you think they were even trying to be scary? Because no. it's kind of genre adjacent.
1: No, okay. I do not think
0: so. Okay. That, okay, this is a great conversation. Thank you.
1: I'm sorry. It's like because I'm trying to think back. Like, no, I mean, the, do we, we grade this movie on scariness, or do we grade it like on good
0: other things? Well, I guess let's move on. I'm giving it a one out of five. This is definitely genre bordering. Uh There is a monster originally designed by Stan Winston. So that that counts for Mm. the genre. But it's definitely a sci-fi action flick more than anything.
1: Yeah. And I mean, like, there's tense moments, but those aren't necessarily scary. But I did kind of feel something. I was like, oh, no, poor child. Something's going to happen to him.
0: Okay, fair enough. Um, Let's just move on, because that wasn't fruitful. I'll start with my campiness score. Let's switch things up, shall we?
1: I give it a three. (gasps) Me too. Uh, Twinsies. You copied me.
0: That's not fair. I tried first. Okay, you're right. (laughs) Um, Okay. Um, I think, I mean, because this is a Shane Black movie, so there's obviously a lot of quips and jokes and whatnot.
1: I mean, yeah, Uh, like we already introduced the fact that the Predator is likened to Whoopi Goldberg.
0: And possibly the best joke of the movie, as performed by Trevante Rhodes from Moonlight.
1: That's true, Um, only because so many of the jokes were unintelligible.
0: You mean like you literally couldn't hear them, or you couldn't understand them?
1: I couldn't hear some of them. Like, I couldn't understand when the Scottish guy was speaking.
0: He was Irish,
1: but yes. Whatever. Um, I couldn't even tell his accent. So that lets you know how bad that was. (laughs) Sure. Um... Sorry, Alfie. Well,
0: he barely talks, though.
1: So, mm-hmm. um, and then some of the jokes were just kind of nonsensical
0: between some of the characters. Yes. Oh, for the record, we will be spoiling this movie. Um, just you know, just to get that out there. But no, I agree. I think, mm, I think, Shane Black probably should stick to not working with pre-established franchises. Because mm-hmm. I don't mind Iron Man three, but that's previously the least regarded of his works. And this is by far the nadir of his filmography. Mm -hmm. And his films are so great that that's not a terrible place to be. It's not like he's ever really made a truly awful film. Yeah, this movie was fun. We're going to
1: tear it apart, but I ultimately enjoyed it, and I
0: think people should go watch it. No, but I'm just saying this is the least of him. I Mm -hmm. think he was hemmed in by the world he had to work within. Mm -hmm. And this movie is obviously chopped into pieces. And that... I mean, we should at least briefly touch upon the controversy with the casting of a actual sexual predator who got cut out of the movie, mm-hmm. which, um, boo, not good. Mm-hmm. Um, probably, I mean, that obviously that scene being cut probably contributed to us not really understanding where Olivia Munn is coming from as a character mm-hmm. cuz she just shows up literally her first scene she has, she has not a line no lines mm-hmm. it's just government officials walking up to her and being like are you Dr. Olivia Munn and she turns to them and they're like come with us and we're like who is this person we've never met her before yeah um anyway but I, a lot of the movie feels like that so it can't all be attributed to the to the terrible man mm-hmm. like pr- there's a lot going on
1: i don't remember if the movie felt as cut up as you're suggesting it is, Um, I just attribute it to its cheesy Hollywood flick. And so those aren't really given as much thought as, you know, La La Land or Moonlight, you know?
0: Perhaps. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. So campiness, Brennan, like we went on a tangent there. Yeah, well, no, there's quips. Some of them are, some of the quips are great. Like the Whippy Goldberg one is fun. Um, There's one that I do count towards the campiness factor because it's, one of the clunkiest sets of lines of all time Uh because this movie is quippy to the point that like it kind of reduces the stakes pretty severely because you're like these people are not taking this seriously Uh at all um but there's a line i'm gonna say a bad word can you can you forgive me can you find it in your heart no oh okay so i'll just bleep it then okay um, so I think it's 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 Boyd Holbrook and Olivia Munn trading quips after like a really terrible sequence where like she's tied to a chair and she's going to get shot and she barely escapes with her life and like all this stuff. Um, but then he's like, "Can I interest you in getting the f out of here?" And she's like, "Getting the f out of here is my middle name." And it's that like, one was so lame. Yeah, it's a double set of really cliche lines that it, it was just it's just a one two punch of lameness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's a lot of quips like that. Like, Boyd Holbrook can never pull off this one quip of oh, did I say that out loud? Where he'll just, like, say something mean and then like, follow it up with that. And it's like, this is not your catchphrase, Boyd Holbrook. I don't know what you're doing here. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, Well, some other campy things that I enjoyed. Uh, Did you
0: enjoy any of the army men? Yes.
1: So... I enjoyed their chemistry together. I felt like they really were like a rag tiag group of friends, you know, just a bunch of misfits mm-hmm. that could all kill anybody because um, yeah.
0: they're murderers. True. And for for reference, um, he's they're trying to pit him as insane for having seen the predator because the Men in Black have come for him or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so they put him in this uh like therapy group with a bunch of uh, veterans who have mental illnesses that um, conveniently vanish as the plot demands. But, you Uh know. So did you have a favorite of them?
1: A favorite of them? Probably Moonlight.
0: Trevante Rhodes. I think
1: he was the most well thought out.
0: Yeah, he definitely, there were layers to his character and you actually learn more about him as the movie progresses, which uh-huh. kind of is shocking.
1: Yeah. And he was uh, probably the one that got the most lines. So we got the most uh, interaction with him and got to actually like him as a character.
0: Yeah. And his was the most like sympathetic and sensitive.
1: Because uh-huh. there were two that I liked and, um, but I don't know if the, <sighs> it was just shoddy screenwriting or things got cut out. Uh, but like there was a pair of friends specifically. It was Keen and Michael Key uh-huh. and then somebody but somebody else. Um, I,
0: th- I believe it was Tom Jane from uh, Deep Blue Sea. Oh. oh, whatever.
1: They were friends and like we were supposed to believe it or something.
0: Oh, you didn't think that they had chemistry?
1: It was just bizarre.
0: Well, because they were, I don't know, at each other's throats or whatever. Yeah. And then the weird way that they died. Well yeah, cuz they they both get like one gets impaled up in a tree and one gets something like down below. Uh-huh. And then they have to shoot each other to escape their torment or whatever.
1: Uh-huh. What? It was
0: unnecessarily intimate
1: and yeah. gay. Well, were they gay? Do you think? Cuz maybe they were trying to keep up with Alien cuz you know There's a gay character
0: in Alien. In the newest Alien movie? You mean Michael Fassbender kissing himself? No. Oh no, oh the gay couple. Yeah. Um the 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 gay couple that like all 2018 Hollywood movies, they exchange a glance so you're supposed to know that they're gay and you're uh-huh. like, "Wait, was that was what happened here?" Uh, there was like
1: a line of dialogue and like a scene where like I think they held hands or something. Maybe yeah, So like to... if you blinked and you weren't yeah. paying attention, you would miss it. You have
0: to go full Carmen Sandiego to find out that um Sulu is gay or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like uh, it's fresh. Or like that girl in Power Rangers where they're like Boyfriend trouble, girlfriend trouble. And she just doesn't say anything. You're supposed uh-huh. to be like, she's a lesbian. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm just, you know, queer representation at its peak, you know? Mm-hmm. Baby steps. <sighs> We've been baby stepping since the beginning of time. Baby steps. Whatever. So um, I feel like there was a line because Travante Rhodes was explaining something about their relationship. but it was a very quiet part and he was kind of mumbling so I couldn't tell if he was saying that they were like best friends or if they were actually together
1: Uh see that's what I'm saying is that there were so many quiet lines like that where I had no idea what it was that they were saying and then it was also mixing the fact with the fact that they also said a lot of nonsense. Yeah. Like they, most of the time they were just all insulting one another. And so like, Oh, like your mom's like a bag of sticks. She gets rolled on by everybody or whatever. I don't know. Um, there
0: were those, your mom jokes were, were well constructed, uh I would
1: say. Uh, but it's just, it was so nonsensical that on top of the fact that you couldn't really understand them or hear them Mm -hmm. that made me just like, I don't care, but they were fun to, to your point. They were fun.
0: Yeah. And, um, the uh, Tom Jane character has Tourette's, and I don't know that I would I have any capacity to judge whether or not that was like well treated in the screenplay. I don't think it was. Probably not. Um, and also we do get the uh the mainstay of uh like the autistic kid who's like a super genius mm-hmm. um, who can just figure out alien technology because he's the next step in human evolution, mm-hmm. which is my least favorite line that's in every bad movie I've ever seen. Um, I, I don't know I don't know why that bothers me so much I just think that it only comes up in really stupid movies that that phrase and we're supposed to like take it so seriously like oh this is where humanity's going mm-hmm. and it just it just reminds me of how dumb and lame a movie is most mm-hmm. of the time mm-hmm. um so, some of the other campiness things about this
1: movie include... Yes. Because we are going off on a tangent here.
0: Oh, wow, shocking. We've never done that before.
1: Well, I don't know. You just, you'd like to talk about other things. You're
0: right. I have so many interests. Um, it was
1: just the general way the script was constructed. Uh-huh. Uh, and then, even before I, I hit that point, uh, who's the main character's again
0: boyd holbrook olivia Munn, boyd holbrook
1: okay like his lines and the way he treats his circumstances are just so like blase
0: he's very flippant
1: yeah it's like you're in trouble by the government you're arrested you're in this thing and he's like well i'm gonna get out somehow i'm not gonna tell you shucks um
0: which is a character archetype that has existed for a long time mm -hmm. but it's just not really working i guess
1: i think it well no i don't think so um it just felt cheesy which is fine because i feel like this is a cheesy popcorn flick yeah but on its own like no um but then the problems with the script uh so like throughout the movie like there's this i guess kind of tension between the government and then Holtbrook's character Uh and the predator up until like i want to say the last 15 to 20 minutes of the movie where it just like everything is just bananas everything has been upended Uh whatever alliances or enemies they were before like it's all just up in the air and that yeah. was just to me like oh man this is just crazy bananas and then like there's just a shitload of deaths of important people uh-huh. and i thought that was campy
0: oh yeah it, it really does come all at once and mm-hmm. it's so crazy mm-hmm. like I, I i get what you're saying there mm-hmm. oh oh you know my favorite quip though um they're in an elevator down to this super secret like cia alien lab and the guy who works behind the desk is like is it is this haunted room actually stretching or is mm-hmm. it your imagination? Mm-hmm. Which is, I mean, maybe that just made me feel at home because of the Haunted Mansion Disneyland reference. Mm-hmm. But also I just thought that was a fun joke. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, stop making that joke. It never works. And I was mm-hmm. like, it did to
1: me. Oh, okay. Brendan is from Anaheim. I am. Disneyland is his home. Uh, he had a Disney pass growing up.
0: Yeah. Like, I, I, I think, okay, I'm just saying, I think the ratio of clips that hit to miss is probably 50-50, maybe 60-40. I think Um, you're right. Because there's some stuff that's really good and fun. Mm -hmm. Like, um, Yvonne Strahovski, who we will probably not talk about very much because she's barely in this movie and is giving nothing to do. Mm -hmm. She plays Boyd Holbrook's wife and the mom of Jacob Tremblay. And she's just, all her scenes are in the house. She's talking to the government being, I think she's supposed to be an empowered female character because she's like standing her ground. Mm -hmm. But all of her scenes are just her talking about how awesome her husband is, even though he, is estranged from her Mm -hmm. and exhibits no interest in returning to her. Mm -hmm. Um, but she's like, she gives a speech about what a great soldier he is to like get rally everyone to follow him. And one of the guys does get up to follow him and he's like, it wasn't your speech. I just want to go (laughs) (laughs) basically. Uh I don't know. I I liked that. Mm -hmm. And there's a really lame one that if you dig into the context of it, it makes no sense. But, um, the predator kills just a, buttload of people in this back of this truck when he's trying to escape the military Oh, compound. that was fun. And the guy in the driver's seat is like, hey, everything okay back there? And he sticks out one of the dead guy's arms with a thumbs up. Uh-huh. Because, you know, because they can't talk because they're dead. Uh-huh. That was good. That was funny. That was funny. But I was like, how does the predator know what this means in human language? He's so smart
1: because he's been genetically spliced with all the intelligence and things from other things.
0: Okay. Sure. What? Are you saying that, like, the thumbs up is just in our genes? Like, it's his natural instinct? Well, he work? can
1: tell. Like, he can read certain things. Like, tell mannerisms
0: and like stuff. Like the New Yorker. What do you mean, like, the New Yorker? You say he could read things. I don't know.
1: Well, I mean, he did read the signs on the, on the thing. Like, oh, he yeah. would have... Yes. Like, I'm right. assuming there's some alien traver- travels guide to... Oh, you mean the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Yes. Where it's like, on Earth, thumbs up in America means good. Okay. You're right. In and Rome in other
0: countries, not so good.
1: Yeah, in Rome back in the day, it meant bad. Really? Or what didn't it mean like you die? I don't know. Well, history get at us. Yeah, please do. Um uh, so so one of my favorite things that was campy, at least I found it campy, uh, was the death of the Latin character. There um, was he, there was a Latin character? Wasn't he Latin? He
0: was like Jesus E. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was talking about the end times all the time. Uh-huh. I forgot about him. Um, do you remember how he died? He? The Predator got him? Uh, no, what happened? Tell me. Uh, <laughs> Sergio's doing some sort of slash across his, his belly?
1: Yeah. he. Um, so the alien, the Predator's ship has like some kind of force field or something. Oh,
0: yeah. And it
1: was a pretty cool thing. Uh, but this is not your mother's force field. Like <laughs> My mother's this...
0: force field is very gentle and it smells like mac and cheese. Uh,
1: this force field, like, if you don't move in its way in time, it will cut you. And that's what it did to him. It, like, sliced him in half.
0: Well, because he was standing on the ship and the force field, like, a spontaneously appears about like two feet outside of the ship mm-hmm. so it cuts him off at, at the legs i think And then mm-hmm. he, he just slides right off he just slides off and that's pretty funny He's like, <laughs> that ah! was great i was like okay this is funny <laughs> he was like oops <laughs> that was awesome uh-huh um i guess we should move on to effects now that yeah, we're kind of talking about the, the force field
1: and... was pretty like it was a good effect that was good so effects i give this movie four
0: me too because yeah i mean this is a uh you know a and late summer i guess it's september so early fall effects spectacle showcase and i think it's all convincing like it's surprisingly gory for like a current release movie um like all this spaceship and predator effects are really believable and effective i think it it, it all worked for me mm-hmm. was there an, were there any other kills that like stand out to you in your mind
1: any other kills that stand out to me in my mind uh-huh um i thought uh moonlight's death was pretty gruesome
0: oh yeah where he launches himself into the uh engine of the ship
1: uh and so he saves everybody to save the thing Mm -hmm. i thought um the death scene with the first predator was good
0: where the first predator is destroyed and gets his like head ripped off
1: yeah that was insane everyone's like what the fuck yeah it just left
0: yeah, that was pretty great. Mm-hmm. And that Predator got a lot of great showcase sequences, too, mm-hmm. of just like just plowing through everyone in this facility, mm-hmm. including, sadly, um, the cute CIA guy who takes Olivia Munn to that facility. R.I.P. Unnamed, the cute security guy. Um, but anyway, um, I think the kill that stands out to me the most is, I don't remember who's wielding this tranquilizer gun. I believe it's Boyd Holbrook. Um, cause you know, he's our, 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 hero. Um, and the, the government guy's like, you, 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 you don't even have a real gun. It's just a trink gun. And then he just shoots him in the eye and it just, just obliterates him. Mm-hmm. It was pretty gross and fun.
1: Yeah. And then it's right in front of his kid too.
0: Oh yeah. That's messed up. And then he's like, no more killing mm-hmm. starting now. Uh-huh. Only because
1: like this, there's this weird relationship when he has with his child where he's like, I don't kill people for fun. And then it's like. I do though.
0: Yeah, he's like. There's a difference between being a soldier and a killer. Instead, a killer enjoys the killing, and a soldier just, you know, does it for, you know. I'm, I'm not gonna. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie is pretty raw, raw military for depicting a bunch of people who were screwed over by the military. Mm-hmm. And and then the reward. So, well, sorry, I peeked a little bit because I got excited. Um, but the reward for Boyd Holbrook is that he gets promoted in the military. That recently just tried to discredit him and we're supposed to be like yay congrats uh-huh it's like no these people are bad yeah that part wasn't explained all that well um
1: yeah maybe it was just like a unit that had gone bad that had accused uh whole of doing bad things you know like oh, yeah. a rogue agent who did that to yeah, somebody it, lower was, than him. it was
0: hydra and we we cut them out
1: um yeah that's what I am assuming happened.
0: I just think this movie's views on the military are really wackadoo and all over the place.
1: They, they're they're what they need to be, you know.
0: Yeah, the, the the left and the right, mostly mm-hmm. the right, are um, like, yay. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, what's our quality score for the Predator? Three. Solid three. Okay, I think I'm I think I'm landing on a two. But I'm not surprised.
1: You're very vicious. Just like the Predator. Yeah, just like them.
0: Um, Did you like the dogs? I liked the dogs. Oh, God, the pred dogs? They're so big. That was interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, No, I didn't think the predators needed dogs.
1: I liked the dogs.
0: That's fair. You just like dogs. I do. If they were pred birds, would you have loved them even more?
1: Well, pred birds are kind of scary because birds in movies, you know, they get a little vicious. (laughs) True. Uh, Maybe. It depends what kind of birds they were. Are they small birds?
0: Yeah, little, little, little birds just tweeting, but they have, like, dreadlocks. (laughs) Um, And they're just playing in a fountain
1: (laughs) It depends how many of them are there Like are there lots 18 If there's 18 That's a pretty small number Uh, So yeah Okay Because if it's too many Like the birds don't have like personality So you can't get to Uh know and love the birds It's just one of many birds
0: You're like oh that's Titus Uh And you're Andrew And if they're
1: too big But there's like two of them Like big birds are scary Like hawks and shit Uh huh. I mean hawks aren't that big uh, but like vultures you know, and like eagles, a pterodactyl, and... uh-huh. the original bird. <laughs> yep. Uh, like I'm not getting picked up by that thing. <laughs> okay.
0: Um, well, I'm just saying, look, I did have a good time watching this movie, mm-hmm. but I do think it's kind of a mess and I don't want to reward it for that. And I look, I love Shane black. I love Fred Decker. Like I was saying, I think it just got, I
1: love them so much. Why don't you marry them?
0: I would, if I could get I that know. money, that Shane black money. You know, we really need to argue for
1: the rights of multiple people to marry the new frontier. Go ahead. Okay.
0: Is this 2008? I think we're mostly good.
1: No, I said multiple people.
0: Oh, oh like said, me and Fred and Shane. Yes. And I guess Matt could come too because he and Fred Decker are actually friends. They are they
1: really? Yeah. Oh, hey. Good job, Matt. Yeah.
0: No, Matt knows some cool people. Thank mm-hmm. you, Matt. Go, Matt. Um, no, but actually when... Um, when Matt took me to see John Carpenter in concert, cause Matt's very nice. Um, it's because he was going to take Fred Decker, but Fred Decker couldn't go. So I got to be replacement Fred and I felt very honored <gasps> by that.
1: I know it's like, well, you know, next time that he declines to get invited to write a screenplay, Brennan will be. Yeah.
0: I'm, I'm just obviously second Fred. So mm-hmm. I'll take it. Thank you. Okay, cool. Um, Night of the creeps too. Here we go. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, Boyd Holbrook is one of those actors where my eyes slide right off him. Like I like him. I disagree. No, the thing is, I I do like him. I thought he was great in Logan. Uh huh. Um, and I'm not saying he doesn't have a personality. I'm just saying him as a face. Uh huh. I can't. I just feel he's like a nobody. I can't focus on him. I'm, I don't know what he looks like. Like a Charlie Hunnam? Yeah, like a Charlie Hunnam or like a Scott Eastwood. Uh huh. Or but you know not as. The, the talents range in that bunch uh, of men. I disagree, but, only because
1: I think um Holbrook is like really slender and has like a really slender build, which makes him different than, you know, your average macho uh action guy, which is
0: what Eastwood is. I suppose so. Um, but I just they, – they have a similar – I'm not talking about the build, but they just have a similar forgettable generic quality to them, mm-hmm. which I think worked for Logan mm-hmm. because he was kind of the banal face of this evil organization. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like the banal face of evil, but the banal face of a hero didn't work quite as much for me, mm-hmm. even though I i think he's good and I like him. I just – I had mm-hmm. a weird cognitive dissonance with him in this one. Okay. But give him more give him more to do instead of just like being gruff. Uh huh. Like I think he could give him a comedy. Romantic comedy. I would watch that.
1: I don't know if he'd be good there. He I think could, he'd be good at indie movies. Oh yeah. He'd give probably. him all the roles that they're just yeah. giving away to Lucas Hedges. Oh please do.
0: Um Okay. Um he could be the older brother in that weird Jonah Hill movie mm-hmm. <laughs> where he didn't want to come up with a title, I guess. <laughs> The 90s. Yeah, mid-90s. Mm-hmm. Is it about the weather? Is it about the decade? It could be both. It's so deep. Yeah, it's about the weather in California. Yeah, I have such in hot the takes 90s. about mid-90s. I'm so not ready for that movie. Um, We're not going to watch it, are we? Oh, no. We we already had eighth grade. Who needs this thing? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, what else do I have written down? ba 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 yeah, no, I think, I, I think I've said my piece about this. Um, cool. Do you want to defend it a little more from my, from my cynicism? Um, well, I don't
1: know if I did a good job like selling the movie, but I just think it's a fun time at the theater. Uh, and I don't disagree with that. Uh, I think it's maybe a little too late for it to have been released. Uh, like, we're watching it a couple of weeks after it came out, but True. it really would have been done better if it had been released like a month earlier in August. A because movie pass was probably still alive, and B because it's just that kind of like uh, go to the theater, uh, see some action, see some cool things, yeah. and just like forget about your worries for a while.
0: Yeah, and as it stood, it was given the uh, the first couple weeks of the semester slot, which is not handy mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. Like you got it does you're right. It does need to be in the waning days of summer, where the less good movies come out, but you mm-hmm. still want to have fun. Mm-hmm. I think at any point in summer would have been good, just not
1: uh school summer school summer sucks yes yes it does
0: um i think that's about it um next week we're returning to our franchises um if you remember what we're doing great i'll tell you in a sec um but here's how you can get in contact with the show you can find us on twitter at scream 101 pod you can email us at scream 101 podcast and you can uh i skipped something find us on facebook And also our theme song is A Beat for You by Pseudo Echo off their album, Autumnal Park. Um, But yes, and next week we're going to be returning to the Children of the Corn with Children of the Corn, the 2009 uh, sci-fi remake. So we're really, we're rounding the horn on the corn at this point. Ooh. Or we will be.
1: (laughs) I'm so ready to see what happens with with these kids. Me
0: too. I love them so much. Um, And anyway, until next time, uh, good luck on your journey. And stay gold, everybody. Bye. Bye bye. This episode was brought to you by Pod People Productions. To find more episodes of this show and others, please visit podpeople.me. It's podcasts for the weird at heart. Hey, everyone, welcome to Eerie Earfuls. Every two weeks, we choose a horror movie double feature to
1: compare and contrast for your entertainment. Who chooses rotates each episode. We explain why we chose the films and then proceed to analyze the two. Why did you pick these two movies? because both sequels reference and parody the original. They're both werewolf movies, and both of the main characters feature disabilities. I wanted to pair two slasher films that were based on revenge plots. I liked the theme of misunderstood monsters. Fair warning, there will be spoilers. I'm Justin. And I'm Brandon. You can subscribe to us on CastBox and iTunes. Thank you for listening, and stay scared, everyone.
0: To find more episodes of this show and others, please visit podpeople.me. It's podcasts for the weird at heart.